Hey everyone, Jason Torchinski here. And first, thanks for listening. Second, thanks to our new sponsor, Marble. Marble? We got we got a rock to sponsor our podcast? <laughs> no, David. Marble with a capital M. It's the only all-in-one app for managing your insurance policies and getting rewarded for it. Okay, all right. Well, I have a bunch of cars that I think they're all probably insured, so this could help. Probably not, but Marble's great. It's fast and it's easy to set up as it'll put all of your different insurance policies in one place for you. It's free, which we love around here, being cheapskates, and it will automatically alert you if your rates are going to increase, probably with some kind of really loud sound. Once you set it up, you don't have to do anything as it does it for you, like a robot trained to monitor insurance. And you get marbles, which you can redeem for rewards or use to donate to charity. A marble spewing robot. Whew, that sounds great. How many marbles did you get from it? I got, let's see, two, 900 marbles. Uh, what do you do with that many marbles? I just put them all on a Target gift card. Okay, what'd you do at Target? What'd you get? I got a big uh, crap load of Hot Wheels. I assume for uh, your child? Yeah, yeah, sure, for my child. Mm, okay, well, anyway, um, okay, that sounds good. I like Hot Wheels. Uh, where do I sign up? So you just go to joinmarble.co slash Autopian and you start adding your policies. And not only will you be supporting this podcast, you will also get rewarded just for being a real adult and keeping on top of your insurance. Joinmarble.co slash Autopian, is that right? Yes, David. That's joinmarble.co slash Autopian. I do not believe the use of this product is conducive to paying attention to driving. What I'm talking about, and they sent me one, and I would like to note it is still shrink-wrapped, is the Auto Blow. So <laughs> what this is, and it looks like a Cuisinart kind of. It does um, look like a It's huge, first of all. It's huge. like the size of, I mean, how big is that thing? I mean, I mean it's what do I have? For <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, I have a copy of the paperback edition of Robot Take the Wheel. This <laughs> the is the greatest book reference. ever printed. <laughs> look at that. I guess people could buy this if they wanted to know how big the automatic blowjob machine is. Welcome, everybody, to the Autopian Podcast, the absolute finest podcast you can hear on ham radio. All right, welcome to the Autopian Podcast. David Tracy here in Detroit. We got Bo in LA and Torch in North Carolina. Hey. We're talking about Los Angeles for those who are I think they were confused when I said L.A. <laughs> could have been Louisiana. That's yeah, that's familiar. Familiar. yeah, Los Alamitos could be. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's my fault. I got to. I got to. London's I attachment. That. I don't know. <laughs> it's getting All right. <laughs> We've um, we got to talk. We promise some... to be entertaining today. Is that what we're saying yeah, today? Well, not like the other ones. Today's going to be good. If you if you've watched our other ones and you were like, eh. I don't know about these guys. We promise this, it's going to be better. One. Yeah, this one. <laughs> this is, this the, is one. the one. This is the one. It's going to be. I, I feel today is going to be really good too. I'm excited. I'm very excited. I agree. We're talking about hot dog sizzlers in car. Hot dog sizzlers. Um, you know, I yes. love accessories, and this is. Oh, oh it's going to be good. It's so good, David. You know, let, let me. Let, let's get straight to it. I'm going to share my screen. Okay. And we're going to discuss in car hot dog sizzlers. This, this is a story, by the way, that. So many people have read, it makes absolutely no sense. Do you understand? Most mm. 
automotive or- publications, if you were to pitch this torch, yeah, they so would let, tell let, you. Let, let's it. explain. They, they would say. They would say, what resources do you need to make this happen, is what they would say. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, what are we looking at here? That's that's what I want to know. Can you describe this, Jason? I would love to. So what we have here is a man in like a you know mid-50s car. He's got his glove box door open and sitting in the glove box is a large cylinder. And uh, we can assume later on we'll understand this cylinder is likely searing hot. And there's a cable that's ro- that's going from the back of the cylinder to his 12-volt cigarette lighter outlet. And he's pulling out like a tray and removing a hot dog. And then next to him on the seat next to him is like a bunch of napkins and plates and multiple hot dogs and multiple buns. This, this man is driving and making hot dogs, sizzling hot dogs using Mickey's hot dog sizzler well what do you want him to do drive and boil hot dogs i mean that you would be dangerous though. you can't and what are you, you are right drive? this is this is actually quite logical yeah. if you compare it to boiled hot dogs in a car yeah, yeah it I mean. is boil yeah boiled hot dog solutions are a scalding menace you just you never want to do it you're not going to drive without sizzling hot hot dogs what are we animals you're not going to do that <laughs> why would you do that so but I love that it's got a little handle on top. So when you know it's like red hot, you, you know, you can still yeah. sizzle your hot dog. I mean, this thing, keep in mind what this thing is. It's basically like a resistance heater inside a metal tube. The reason there's that plastic handle is because you know you can't touch that thing. Yes. And, and it's literally the, named Mickey's Hot Dog Sizzler. Hot Dog Sizzler. Sizzler is better than cooker because it's a sizzler. And, and why aren't these more popular not in cars too? Because like I want to sizzle a hot dog, but I don't necessarily want to go out to my car to do it. Well, you know, you, they had a home version of this. One, oh, okay, actually. this one had a home or a car version, um, and there were multiple ones of these. So in this one, like David, you mind Ooh. scrolling up? Oh, you can. Yeah, this is good. There was also the barbecue was a, comp- a oh. competing model that was a double barreled one. And if you look on the picture, it had a place for you to warm your buns. While Ooh. you were cooking your Look hot at that. dogs, it's yeah. incredible. I've got to go with one, the barbecue. The barbecue, you know? I think, is a better design. Warm buns the are shotgun important. quality Much. of the sizzler is good, but the barbecue feels better. Although, if you okay, so you saw the hot dog sizzler had a removable tray. This one, it looks like you're just using your fingers to grab the 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 tip or the the glands. Yeah, but you got one for a friend. Yeah, you have one for a friend. Or also so describe describe, describe how this looks, Torch. Okay, so yeah, that's true. Because for people who aren't seeing this, imagine, uh, okay, so the, the, the regular hot dog sizzler picture a tube with a removable tray and hot dogs. The barbecue picture a small, it's an oblong with like a curved top and there's two side-by-side barrels inside it, two tubes inside it. The exterior surface is perforated and the picture on the package shows two hot dogs slid into the two chambers and two buns open to 90 degrees and kind of going over the corners of the perforated area so they can get toasted. Which is a very efficient use of the space there too, which I'm sure you appreciate. Absolutely. And it's probably a little bit of a safety thing because when there's buns on there, you're not going to lean your hands on it. Yeah. So by the way, are, are, can you find these for real? Could you actually purchase? I mean, I mean, today in this day and age, because I would love to put one of these in a car. I, I want to galvanize. Do you think we can find one? <laughs> I saw a couple on eBay. They're, they wow. don't come often. But you know what's weird? It, these might seem like crazy ideas, but if you realize how common like uh, a drive-in movie theater was, like this is great. It's like oh, you go yeah. to a drive-in oh, yeah, theater, yeah. bring your own hot dogs, chuck them yeah. in the barrel. 
You got food. It's great. And look, Although, I'm gonna be honest, that would I, be frowned upon because please don't bring your own food into the theater. That's, you know? Well, you're right about it's that. It's just like yes. sneaking people in in the trunk. You're just gonna yeah, drop. exactly. <laughs> but I was gonna, but like I actually learned the word. I did that. You know the word? Have you ever heard the word velleity? You know that word? It's a great word. It's a word that means a desire that's just too slight to be acted upon, but is always there. <laughs> so I always think I have like a velleity for a hot dog. There's never a moment where I don't kind of want a hot dog. I may not to act on it, but I would always take a hot dog. So if I had the option in my car but then again you also have it you'd have to have it stocked like if you had yeah you'd have to have a cooler in your car or something like to really live the hot oh, a refrigeration life. unit is something yeah because yeah. you'd want to keep you'd want to just have them on a whim well we got to think this out for the next car we do because we're going to make this happen yeah. <laughs> if you do a galvanized car you got to integrate it into the dash though i That'd can't wait we are going to make a video of, of us testing out if we find one of these what yeah. are these in-car hot dog sizzlers? We, we're doing it. We should just find like all of the worst accessories ever created, like the the least thought out, like the the rear window baby hammock. Oh like, yeah, I've seen that. You know yep. that. Uh, you know, of course, everybody knows about record players in cars. I mean, that was a that Those was a brilliant difficult. move. Yeah, uh, you know, there's just got to be some god. Maybe we get some help from the audience the at home. Like, what are holder? the worst accessories ever seen? The dog holder. There was a, they used, I've seen ads for this. It was for cars in the running board era. They had like, it was like a swing where you put your dog in the outside of the car, like held in on the swing uh, with his feet on the running board. And that's how your dog traveled. Hold on. Poor thing. Poor thing. Uh, Let's, let let me pull something up here. Um, That was before animal cruelty was a thing. Yeah, that was before animals could feel terror. Uh, The baby hammock. Is this real? A baby hammock? Yes. And you'd put what? it in the rear window and uh, just pray your baby uh, lived. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, I mean, it's it's very amazing, especially when you think about how we are. Like, I would get dirty looks for putting my kid in a good car seat, but in my old Beetle, just yeah. going in city streets to and from. The idea of like I throw him in a hammock, you would get. You I would loved get. your old Wood at Baby stories. Those were amazing. Oh yeah, the Wood Baby. Yeah, the wood, yeah, I missed doing those, but you know, he's too big. check yeah, out there's this one. Look, <laughs> look at this old Model T here. Mod- Traveling yeah. Comfort. I don't know that. That looks kind of like I, I don't know. That looks kind of nice. That I mind that so we're looking at a, you know, the giant running boards on early 1900s cars. They just really just like a foot wide at least, right? Yeah. Those are huge. So what we're looking at is a picture of a little dog cage mounted to the running boards, and the dogs just. I don't know. I think most dogs would actually kind of dig this, right? I was going to say, yeah. I don't think this one seems cruel because I would, I wouldn't mind being in that little cage. No. It's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, I think this one's fine. Dogs like hanging their heads out the window. All yeah. they want to do in a car is as much smelling as possible. That one's yeah. not bad. Yeah. The other one I, I saw was just like a, a hammock, which would seem a lot scarier. Yes, that would be terrifying. Yeah. Uh, All right, great we're stuff. Move, we're going to move. But we'd to, love um, to hear your worst accessory you've ever seen stories we did pimp my ride so uh yeah, i've yeah. seen some and created some really horrific ones but i'd love to hear <laughs> if anybody else has one we're actually not going to move off on from this topic um we're going to dial it back a little bit and talk about a, an accessory that bmw once offered uh from their dealerships mm. um and then we're gonna have jason tell us the worst vehicle accessory possibly ever he has one in his house um mm. But you know, before we get there, um, we're going to talk about this this uh, this BMW thing here. Okay. So it turns out BMW once offered a trailer, a 
from their you could buy it from their dealership the ultimate um, trailering machine and that's of course it was a bmw so it it wasn't just like a you know piece of junk <laughs> trailer it actually had independent suspension cool um so thomas wrote this this piece it so the trailer it's like an open trailer but you could outfit it with a, a top a little canopy oh, yeah. it was paint it, it had bmw taillights it was painted in alpine white bmw color BMW had bmw wheels, wheels. Yeah. and look at the suspension on this independent <laughs> suspension it's, nice. it's kind of absurd look at this little motorcycle trailer is that what it was primarily for well but when you put it when you okay put that, okay that but does the roof come off and become a little boat if it did that i'm in it looks you know what bo you're right like if you could flip it upside down it would be a great boat hmm. mm. You know, and we're we get, we need to talk about that's a whole other topic of boats. We'll get there, yeah. And we will yeah, get you there. remember the old fifties trailers, and that's what yeah, was I've ingenious them. about them right. is the, the the top of it would actually be a boat, so yeah. everything would be self contained. And you drove up. People were smarter back then. I think I even really? remember one that was that's... like a roof rack carrier. Yes, that would flip upside down and become a little boat. Brilliant. Yes, absolutely brilliant. Yes, yeah. really, that was a thing. Oh, it was it was yeah. a real thing. Like we got to find fiberglass. It. I think so. Yeah. Everybody had a boat. Everybody just Pretty had a much. boat trailer. That was, a... well, oh. I mean, it was just an option you could get. Very exactly. cool. Wait, hold on. Back let's, in the day. Let's let me know if if, uh, if any something? of these. Yes, oh, there it is. Yeah, That's yeah. even Holy the color crap. I was envisioning. See, this is See, incredible. Look yeah. Look, it's so just a. Good. You know what? It makes perfect sense. You need Genius. the roof to be watertight. You yeah. might as well use the roof to be a boat. There Why you go. Not? And it gives you extra height. Oh, it's such a good idea. Even the color. Great. Look at that. I bet these go for bank right now. They're so cool. Oh, look at that. So what we're looking at, everybody, are these amazing 50s. It's like an aqua colored trailer, very 50s design, kind of 50s space yeah. age. But the roof is pictured an inverted rowboat is forming the roof of these camping trailers. And the back of the trailer looks like the back of the car, too. Yeah, which, they have you know, like always charming and bumpers yeah. and fins. It's uh, so good. Like, like, I, like, I love things like that. Like, I love what a house, like their mailbox is like a little version of the house. Like, oh, that's great. That, that so, I always love. I'm actually pro largemouth bass mailbox, but that's that's a different <laughs> okay. discussion. Yeah. Uh, okay, Torch. Yes. Before we move on from the accessories, the absurd accessories. Yeah. Tell us about um, that device that it's, you have. It's in, in a closet. House. Should I just grab it? I can grab you it should, right can now. You you should grab it. it. It's, it's worth it. Yeah. We want to see it's, it. It's so far out there. Yeah. Oh, I was waiting for him to still have his headphones on and like jerk it all yeah, out of the just, system yeah, yeah the whole, totally the thought lap, he was gonna do the laptop that. falls yeah. oh good we, hey we could talk about torch while he's not here now any any good juice any, any dirt for today i gotta um, spill any tea today by the way we're gonna spill a little bit of tea at the oh, end here. all right he made a pretty okay uh, uh hey we were saying great things about you torch how you doing <laughs> I, know, I know all right so i wrote an article there was an article about this or there's like a press release about this being operated in a Tesla using autopilot, which I would like to remind everyone what? is not fully self-driving. It's a level two, meaning <laughs> you have to pay attention the whole time. I do not believe the use of this product is conducive to paying attention to driving. What I'm talking about, and they sent me one, and I would like to know it is still shrink-wrapped, is the auto blow. So <laughs> what this is, and it looks like a Cuisinart kind of. It does um, look like a queen. It's huge, first of all. It's huge. like the size of, I mean, how big is that thing? 
I mean, I mean, it's what do I have? For <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, I have a copy of the paperback edition of Robot Take the Wheel. This <laughs> the is the greatest book reference. ever printed. <laughs> look at that. I guess people could buy this if they wanted to know how big the automatic blowjob machine is. Uh, so it's it's pretty big. You can see by. Well, my you didn't say it's a. You said it was an auto blow. That could mean a lot of different things. I, it you know, be, air uh, conditioning, yeah. hair drying, no, explain torch. It, Okay, so the thinking, this is a machine you plug into your car's cigarette lighter and you put your penis inside it. And then it does things to your penis that allegedly- hey, can, you read, can you read the, the box? Yeah, the box is amazing. Okay, so- And someone the, gave this to you? A company sent it to me. I think in hopes I was gonna test it. Like, look, I haven't done it yet just because the idea of putting my dick into something- I haven't done it yet. looks like the router that I have, you know, like the, the, the phone company gave me just doesn't seem that appealing. Okay, but it says you know. Enjoy. Normally, I would be all about like, oh, I want to hear how this experiments. For some reason, I'm just not, I'm not like. I don't. Not. I don't want to visualize this in my head. <laughs> I'm not sure you know? I do either. And I, it, it says enjoy ten different blowjob experiences. <laughs> I don't know what that means. At ten different speeds, blowjob experiences. Does that mean like you know behind the middle school? And then there's like. Uh, Okay, so other features one, one in the will, back. We'll do a little juggling. One's a, uh, a little okay, wait, slower, here's some, faster. Here's qualities of it. Is it loose? Interchangeable. Well, an interchangeable sleeve system. Oh, it's also powered put, by artificial Dick. intelligence. <laughs> oh, oh my. It'd be great if it oh, became God. sentient. Here's this the question. Also is, yeah, go ahead. Torch, do you plug this into your to an oil line in your car? Is it active, actively <laughs> lubricated with the 10W30 from your engine? Mm -mm, I don't. It might be. That'd be warm. Also, uh, it doesn't say. It does say. Okay, it does say the least sexy thing I can imagine on something that you're gonna put your penis in. It says all steel lead screw system. <laughs> what the hell is? What does that even mean? Look, people who are who have that box in their possession are just trying to rip rip the packaging off. Are not they don't care about lead screws. They, they don't well, care. It also says an industrial grade fan-cooled motor system is designed for long-term use. So you're if you're worried, is this gonna be like an heirloom? Can I pass it down to my kids and it'll still be operational? You're telling me that's is, yes. that's an actively cooled device. Well, it's got a fan. I think it's the motor's got a fan. <laughs> Why? Well, it's got a blow. I mean, come on. Yeah, I it's in the they, name. Oh my there's so much more here. Dear God. Endless but, edging. It so says. it's <laughs> what? No, it doesn't say that. Yeah, it does. Hold on. Right there. Endless edging. Speaking. Yeah, this is. I, 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 so so oh, I, I, I just, I, oh, so many questions, but I don't know. The, the, the tagline. The tagline's amazing. It says auto blow. AI uses artificial intelligence to give the perfect blowjob. What exactly is going on that it needs artificial intelligence? Is it, and I don't I don't know if I believe it. Is this thing have like like a bunch of but, CPUs? But this in is designed specifically to go in your car too, right? That was why they sent it to me. Yes, the reason they sent it to me is because this was designed. You put it. Yeah, I. I don't understand anything so, about it, this. It, you know, I'd, I'd be curious to talk to our, you know, local uh, law enforcement to see if there's any issues with uh, oh, distracted I, I driving, mean, you know. Yeah, uh, if you, I'm sure you would be, in, if you got pulled over <laughs> and just trying to explain to the cop what is going on, when he's going, when he rolls down the window, you're like wondering, why why is your dick in a in a router or a Cuisinart or whatever the hell it looks like? It, well, that's know, a weird question. Is it technically illegal? I'll bet in most states it would not be illegal. Sure, okay. There's no law on the book for it. I, I got to share screen. Their website has, oh, it's got an animation. 
Oh, oh, God. Oh. Look at this animation. Oh, 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 oh. my God. It's like a stepper motor and a power screw. The power. Oh, there's that, there's that lead screw they were talking about. There, That's there it is. Oh, there screw. It is. It's a power screw, like a floor. This is a floor jack, basically. <laughs> you're, you're getting floor jacked. So what does the artificial intelligence actually do here? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. Wow. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, is it getting feedback? Is it have like it's an got audio? lubes and cleaners too, by the way. Uh, cleaners. So. Oh, so you can clean it. So Torch, when you're out next week, you're gonna bring this thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. We can give it away to a reader. Full stroke. Look at this. It's a. It's a two stroke. Oh. Looks like this is a two stroke. <laughs> oh god. Oh, look at all these. Oh wait, there's like. Oh look, the bottom stroke. Oh, that's what those lights are for on the front. It shows the different settings. <laughs> oh Jesus God. Whoa! <laughs> this hey, is a complicated it's a, machine. It is a complicated. It's really complicated. Now, like can I, I feel send... like for this effort, you could just you could just find. Will it will it send upgrade updates to Instagram and stuff? Oh, it should. Yeah, maybe. Like, maybe it'll dial into. Does your, it like, like time Alexa it out? You could like beat your high score, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Are you sure this is for? So this one here says one ten volts. Does yours say twelve volts on it? They definitely showed a twelve volt one. Is this one? Anyway, I oh, and it's voice stage. controlled. It is voice controlled. Yeah, oh, I gotta get off. I don't know. I, I can't. I don't. Uh, I thought it was twelve volts. I mean, that was the whole point. Are they gonna make me have to get an inverter for it? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah, the auto blow is an amazing thing. Dear God. I'm... Also, what do you, if you had this? Would you, you you would hide it, right? Nobody's just leaving this on your, like, your table. Someone comes uh, over. Some people hey, have no this? shame. I wouldn't put it past a few people oh, I know. Kind of creepily, the rubber insert is made to look like a little... Mouth. Anyway, let's move on. Well, that's not creepy. It's supposed to be. Yeah, oh, like, does it say whose mouth it's meant to look like? Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes um, they have stars that do it's special... It's G. Gordon Liddy's. This is the G. Gordon Liddy edition. <laughs> I was trying to think of the least likely person anybody would be. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's uh, talk about boat cars. Hmm. All right, let's oh, talk about boat cars. Yes. Okay. I... I uh, how are we so, gonna yeah, start so this I hate out? to be well. Okay, here's the thing. I'll I'll, I'll start because I wrote this article. I have I have a lot of automotive opinions that a lot of people don't agree with, and I think the one that seems to be the least that people agree with me is that I think there is a you could make a very viable, successful amphibious car, amphibious vehicle. Because okay, I think that, there there's the word I was looking for. Successful. Yes. Successful. No, anyway. I, let me explain, because I've seen, okay, so I live in an area now where there is easy access to lakes, and there's a bunch of people with boats. I have a canoe, for example, that I put on top of my car, but there's plenty of people have boats on trailers, and the one thing you know is you see a lot of boats on trailers, sitting in yards, taking up space, getting moldy, getting expensive. The boats are a pain in the ass to put on the trailer, to drive with. When people back their boats into their trailers into the water, I actually knew a dude who actually had his Cherokee sink doing that. It's like uh, the whole process is less easy than it should be. It's all kind of a pain in the ass. And okay, we can, we can agree with this. Boats, okay. Most of what they do on a boat is just kind of happily dick around in the lake. Nobody's really, they just want to be on the water and relaxing. You don't, my point is it doesn't have to be that good a boat. It has to be a good enough car and just 
enough of a boat that it doesn't sink and it just tootles around. And I think people would love it. If you had something you could drive to work, didn't take up extra room in your garage or your yard, you didn't have to be treated as a separate vehicle, you didn't have to deal with the trailer, you didn't have to go through the process of loading and unloading, you literally say, hey kids, let's go to the lake, kids get in the car, you drive to the lake, drive in the lake, putter around, come home. It's so much less of a hassle. And I think there is a market demand that would appreciate it. That's what I'm saying. So that, 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 that was a, that was a great pitch. Thank you. I, I, I gotta say, um, no. <laughs> Why? Why not? What's the problem though? Hey, so here's the thing you and I, I would say almost universally agree on just ridiculous, dumb ideas. Sure. Th th this one, this is this is the first one. I think I'm really just varying right. from the whole thought process. And, and, I'll, I'll, and I'll, okay, for for numerous reasons. But let's go. To, okay, now the Maverick example is here. So you yeah, want to okay, walk the, through the it a reason, bit? Yeah, let me walk through this. Okay, because I was thinking, what modern car would be uh, an ideal one to adapt into an amphibious vehicle? I was thinking the Maverick is good because it starts off cheap. You can get a base one for like twenty grand. It's, I think a, a truck setup is good because you would drive and steer the boat from the bed and the outside. The boat controls would be out there in the bed. You could go, you know, you drive it into the water, then you climb out, go in the bed, have fun. And there'd be like no skid strips on the hood. You treat the hood like a deck. People climb in and out of the back. You dive in, dive out. You'd change the interior. So it was like, you know, water retardant stuff, no carpet, some extra shit around it. And, you know, a little, you know, you'd take a prop off the, the power takeoff off the engine. It just feels like a great platform and I bet you could adapt it and it would cost like 55 to 65 grand if you started with the cheapest Maverick. I think it's possible and I think it would, you could still drive it, park it, do everything normally and it would be still enough of a normal car that it's fine. And all it has to do on water is be just good enough. It doesn't have to be a great boat. It's gotta be a decent car. I think the problem that a lot of other people is they thought it had to be a good boat or it had to be, a, you know, like you're not, it's a compromise. So well, uh, you're on the side of car. Yeah, well, just make it good enough. So, so here, so here's the thing. Yeah, you're right. It has to be a compromise, and I think I just generally don't believe in compromised, you know, vehicles. Period. And the Amphicar is just—it's so charming and fun because it's—it's just ridiculous, yeah. and and you're just driving in the water. There's there's nothing to it. But I guess you know, for me, the you know, why do you go? Why do you go to a lake? See, I don't think it's just like tooling around, just being on the water. I think it's to enjoy. Uh, nature, enjoy the scenery. You know, if you want to go fishing, you throw your line in. You know, it Why can get it can get this? stink. Well, it can get stinky and fishy, and you don't have to worry about it because it's a boat. You know, that's that that that's what it's supposed to be. But to me, uh, the compromises that that's what kills it. Now, the idea that you were looking at from uh, 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 who was that in Japan? Uh, uh, oh, that is Isuzu. It is Isuzu. So, so that Isuzu, for those of you who couldn't see, it, it actually looked like a boat with four smallish wheels. And yeah. so here's, okay. So I think if you did it, I would call the opposite tact. I would say you would make it a boat that could be driven to the water. And oh. I think that actually, okay. but like, then, and you'd have you to negotiate. To well, could you, could you commute in it? Well, and here's the thing. So I'm thinking, I don't think people would want to necessarily drive that 
to work and it wouldn't be a very good card. I think, okay, you have to think about crash tests and things that we don't want to actually think about because a boat's not going to probably do very well. So you'd probably have to get some type of exception from the government and like maybe it can only drive like 35 miles an hour but be on regular streets. And then you don't have to worry about a trailer. You don't have to worry about all the other stuff. You could actually drive your boat and just drive into the water and your boat's right there. So I think a boat with wheels, maybe if done right, uh, a car with a propeller, I, I just, I don't see where like you're outside and able, like in that Maverick, you can't really go in the bed of it and sit down and kind of enjoy it. It's, it's going to be pretty tight. Okay, F-150, got a little bit more room back there, but how do you get back inside? So you're like, He's climbing you're the all window. outside. No, you okay. climb the window. You could put little ledges. Truck. Have you seen the Corvair truck that was made into a boat? The unfit, the Corphibian, have you ever seen that? They have one at the Lane know. Museum. The Corphibian, okay, so you remember the Corvair pickup trucks, right? So yeah. a couple of GM engineers took a Corvair pickup truck and made it into an amphibious vehicle where you do all your steering and stuff from the bed. And I think they just had it so you just climb out the window and you climb out. You're boating. You're going to get in the yeah. water. You're going to have fun. So, and it, it's very cool. And I think I, okay, I'm like, the opposite though. I think it needs to be car first, boat just good enough. So I said, very rare we disagree. Like what if you yeah, want to yeah. go for a swim? Uh, you know, if you want to go fishing, you know, those, that's what I'm thinking of. There it is. There's the Corphibian. Yeah. See, see I have not about, seen though? that before. Okay. Well that, mm, look how much room you have in the bed. I, oh, I like, look, good. This, look at like, all that room. Look how cool wow. this is. Like this would like, why is this such a, what's the problem with this? And I think you could mm. use this. You could go to work in that. You could drive it to work. It's probably as long as like a modern F-150. Okay, well, this one in particular, I'm gonna give you a little bit on this one. I'm, I'm gonna say <laughs> you've done an excellent job of making your argument, but it took until I saw this this thing. Okay, I'm fine with that. Also, have you ever driven a car into the water, an amphibious car, have you ever done that? That's may... a personal dream of mine. I've never that driven an amphibious car. moment ago, okay, I've been lucky enough that the lane has loaned me their amphicar and another one that they have. I want to say the moment where you just drive into the water is yeah. one of the best motoring experiences anyone can have. <laughs> That's what I want to it, say. It's a fantastic, it just feels amazing. You just, especially when there's people cumbersomely unloading their boats around you, which is where <laughs> we were, people working at it, everybody, no one's really happy, and then you just come tootling in, you don't give a brace of bms but you just go right into the water you just go and it's the transition from land to where you just start to kind of glide it just feels so good and then it, it's i'm not kidding it's one of the best motoring experiences was it like one had. of the one of the presidents used to do that as a gag he'd like pretend that his, yeah, the car was um, out of control and drive it into the lake and like laugh because everyone freaked think, was it eisenhower was somebody like that it? yeah i think it was eisenhower had an amphicar like I've also heard it would pretend like he lost control, like just was driving into the into the lake and freak everybody yeah. out. Ha ha ha! The driver belly flop him. Like I know the old. So the most pot, the most built amphibious vehicle was in World War II, the VW based Schwimmwagen. It was like mm -hmm. a VW. It was like a version of the Kubelwagen. It was like a little boat. They built a lot of them, and I've seen video where people would take these things off a dock and just belly flop it right into the water, and that just looks like a pretty good time. Also, I think yeah, okay. there's. Here's the thing. Bro. All right, I, I, I'm, I'm relying not, I, on you. I, I, I've got an open mind now. Okay, you you you've opened my mind. Okay, what I'm relying on is Galpin. Like, if you wanted a gas project, taking a Maverick, making it amphibious, I feel like would be that it would fit with the Galpin history of making fun customs like the you know the Mustangs with the rumble seat and to feel like that. I feel like if you could go to Galpin and one of the boxes you could check for your new Maverick was make it amphibious, twenty grand or whatever. 
<laughs> I bet there'd be takers. I'm just saying, I think there'd be takers. All right, we'll look into it. Okay. Looks like it was Lyndon Johnson. Johnson, Lyndon there it is. Yeah. Johnson, there he is. Yeah, look Played at that. A terrifying prank with his Amphicar. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty dang great. Amphicars are adorable. They're, you know, they really are. I love them. And they're going de- definitely, you know, car first. But I think they had the one. I, you know, they had maybe a little too many compromises. The doors were a little. Too, yeah, it works though. I mean, that's the thing is, it did work. You can go in the water and the land. And they're worth uh, well, money now. I oh, would. God, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I would be worried about liability with the whole Amphicar thing, people sinking and drowning. And I have to say my personal one of my personal fears is being in a car when when the car is in water and not being able to get out like that is a personal nightmare of mine. That I, so I don't know. These are all mostly open topped. Maybe that's part of part of the reason there. We're going to have to do like a, a, a fear factor episode of Autopian where we all explore yeah. our deepest fears. We throw you in a lake. Mine was that box we were showing earlier. <laughs> yeah. You still need yeah, to I don't want to that. see you use that. Whenever... If okay, I unwrap anyway. it, then I lose any plausible deniability. <laughs> That's true. You could have pre boxed it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, anyway, anyway, so we were just talking get about... Here, like, you could have at least cleaned it for us, Torch. You know. <laughs> yeah. So we were just talking about turning the Maverick into an amphi- amphibious car. Uh, this week, a new Maverick showed its face. Um, the tremor, I, you know, Bo, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. It's a- oh my gosh, it's killer. And I think, um, a incredible value for what you're getting too, as, as, uh, as Matt pointed out, but, uh, yeah, we're getting our, our first, uh, cool new edition of Maverick. What do you guys think? That's what I want to know. David, have you, did you, obviously, you know, I'm going to love it. Did you go to the Maverick, the tremor drive? Well, I'm actually going to get to see the Maverick Tremor in the flesh uh, on oh. Monday. Oh, Ooh. gotcha. Okay. And I'm up. pumped because the Maverick, everybody loves the Maverick because it's it's a g- genuine automotive value. Like, you can't say that about a lot of cars. It's like an yeah. actual great value vehicle. It's Ford did it right. Yeah. They did. And, and so this is a, it's sort of an off-road-ish version. And it's not like they're asking, you know, another, you know, 15 grand for it it's like a reasonably priced now the one thing i wish the package david do you remember it was like well so you have to get the the turbo engine okay and then on top of that i think it's another like oh there's 3095 yeah that's that's not that bad now i do wish you could get it with the uh with the hybrid because i think the hybrid to me the hybrid is like that's the sweet spot just because the fuel the fuel economy is so good for 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 what this is you know and it drives so good too yeah That is, yeah. The, yeah, the base model, this is one of those cars where the base model is the most exciting one. Yeah, but how is it that the is, base model is the hybrid? I, I still think that was brilliant move on their part. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it helps them with their fuel economy credits and all that. You know, their volume vehicle is, is the one that gets such good fuel economy. Yeah. I will note that, you know, a lot, of, a lot of automakers are coming out with off-road versions of soft road, you know, SUV uh, crossover yeah. and whatnot. You know, and a lot of it's just looks. And here, of course, plenty of it's just looks. But actually, if you look at like the angles, the approach angle on this thing is like 30 degrees, which is pretty good. Um, and, and then the breakover and and uh, departure angle are actually not bad for a truck. Like that. And then there's there's also skid plates underneath. Like I think this thing will be pretty decent off road. 
I, actually, yeah. I, I appreciate the fact that you put in all the, uh, you know, all, all your number calculations and everything. It's like you wrote your own story within a story. It was great. Yeah, David did. This is, yeah, I like, <laughs> this, is a, this is a huge editor's note. And it's it the biggest so one I've ever it. seen. It's good, though. It really it, is. So they you have know, a whole, it's a whole different piece under, under the bumper. That whole bumper unit's different, right, David? It's actually shaped different to get the angle they wanted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole, like, lower front fascia. And, you know, I have to say, so the, 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 the departure angle and breakover angle are not amazing, but when you're off-roading, the most important angle is the approach angle. Because if you don't have approach angle, you can't just ram your front bumper into a hill until you get on top of it. It's just, you have to get those front wheels onto the greater obstacle. And once you've done that, you can use momentum to drag the belly over a crest or to drag the rear hitch onto something. So the fact that it's almost 31 degrees on this is great. Looks like it's got aggressive enough tires. It's got protection underneath. This thing will be, this thing will be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah. And I mean, for the money, I don't know what else, what else could you get that was, you know, close for this kind of money. It's like not a whole hell of a lot. I wouldn't think. I don't know. Well, Yeah. Anyway, it's cool. I do wish it were on the base model so that I could get a hybrid tremor for like 23 grand. Could you imagine that? 23, 24 grand and you get like great fuel economy. You can go off-road a bit. Anyway. That would be great. Maybe you could do a swap. Would... I'll, I'll see who I can talk to. Yeah, talk to you. <laughs> <Heck> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, other important things to talk about. Jason really wants to talk about uh, commercial <laughs> commercial mm. lighting. Uh, okay. Yes, absolutely. I do want to talk about this. It's an David. important topic. Okay. So, so yeah, go ahead. Show, show them what we're talking about. This right, is going to get see. people, by the way, if there's anyone pregnant watching this or people who can't deal with a lot of stimuli, you might want to leave the room now because <laughs> we're going to talk about commercial truck lighting. So maybe put so the article in question, seat. the article in question yeah. is Chevrolet redesigned its commercial truck headlight in such a confusing way. I had to get our designer to explain it to me. Yeah. And I should clarify technically, this is a, it's badged as a Chevy. It, this was an Isuzu truck that's rebadged. I really, it's really Isuzu's designers, but well, this they're is all a the big, same family. This is a big box truck. This is one of yeah. those uh, cab forward industrial box trucks. You, you see them you know, all over. Truck. Yeah, they're like yeah. not, not smaller than like a, you know, like a tractor trailer, 18 wheeler, but these things do a ton of work everywhere, moving all kinds of stuff. You've definitely, you've definitely driven by one today, even if you didn't notice it. And this is a pretty common one too. So, what we've got is, uh, you know, it's got a very flat face and it's got these two light units that are kind of shaped like, a, it's like a rectangle with an angled top. And the old one had, you know, these kind of clear light units, like a headlight unit and an indicator. And then the new one divides it up in a different way and has a different clear indicator. And then it's got a weird blanking panel at the top. It's just a lot of stuff going on. And it's not, none of it's cheap. They're expensive projector lights. And my question is, why are they bothering? And I just did a quick design of something that would be a plastic panel that fills the hole and like a round off the shelf indicator and a plain square sealed beam headlight because fleet operators could keep that stuff in their like showrooms or in their, in their warehouses. There it is. Nothing. You could buy these, you could buy those headlights at some supermarkets. <laughs> Why isn't it like this? Why are they wasting money redesigning these fancy ass lights that nobody cares about? If they get, they're also right there in the corners. If something's going to get hit on this truck, it's going to be that light unit. Why put fleet operators out of like, you know, 500 plus or more for a whole light unit when this whole thing that I would just threw together could be like 20 bucks at most. 
Look, this is why. this is really upsetting to you. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I'm, well, I'm Jason, worked up. If, if I was if I was if I was near you, I'd give you a hug right now. I always will take a hug. That's yeah. very sweet. But you know, I, Jason, um, yeah. we all know that when it comes to sealed beam headlights, Jason can get a little it, yeah. passionate. His, yeah. I, they, if it were up to Jason, we would go. We would go back to sealed beam headlights. Well, I'm not saying that there are a lot of there are places where the styling opportunities by not sealed beam shaped headlights I love. However, there's I think there should be an aftermarket, easy aftermarket way to put sealed beams back into modern cars because you get if you're like the third owner of like say a, a 2017 Volvo, those Thor Hammer headlights. If you get in a minor fender bender, they're like 1500, 1700 bucks each. They're gonna they're gonna ruin you. But if there was you a gotta, company it, that made plastic, gotta replace ones, the entire unit too. You can't just do the little part that you know. Exactly, right? it's a whole unit. It's not, and not cheap. The, and the plastic ones. The, they fog over and they're they actually worse up. they're worse than a sealed beam at yeah. by 10 after 10 15 years there should be a company that just makes units that are plastic that fit the hole and just have regular sealed beams in there and cheap turn signal lenses they could be made to look cool enough and they would cost like fifty dollars instead of fifteen hundred dollars and i guarantee you there would be some people for whom that would make their lives appreciably better and to and be clear fleet trucks Come and on. to be clear uh, to, to, to those who don't know, sealed beam headlights are the glass ones that you see on all the old yeah. cars. They're either round or the rectangular, and they were, and every car had to use. They had basically two options for headlights: round or square, and that uh, was the it. Ford until the uh, it was a Lincoln. There were was rectangles, the first one. unless yeah, that's the, a the, version oh, square. Yeah, rectangular. I think they were. Square, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Lincoln was the first one to do a shaped headlight in America. They were around in Europe longer, and then the Taurus made them really popular. That's what kind of killed them. But yeah, for some applications, I just think they made more sense. And a commercial truck, wh why would you have an expensive light unit in a commercial truck? Well, you and still do want about it. you still want even commercial trucks to be somewhat appealing uh, and not completely ugly. You know, to the point I don't of think it's any uglier. Well, that, okay that that. Okay, that that's a point well but taken. The, but but what what was the uh, you know like the the Nissan van that was like the ugliest uh, uh, van of all time? The, the you know, like, like hood. Yes, like, like completely yeah, everything and wrong about it. See, yeah, that's that, a commercial that vehicle that that is so ugly. Yeah. Oh, that, this one pisses me off from a packaging standpoint. It, it's because so bad. It bothers so me because bad. a van shouldn't have a hood that long. It just pisses no. me off because that's volume of length is your money and if you're wasting it all on hood no one else does it and econoline does it the ram vans don't do it nobody does it it pisses me off that thing. all right we got we got to all right cool it cool it yes, torch. this is, this is a right. very emotional time for torch right now it is really can we have time. something less upsetting for for this yeah. segment perhaps take, you know what actually on. we have good news very oh, good news we actually. love good news yeah turns out that recently uh there was there's been some coverage of a rocket in china and a lot of some of that coverage included using the volkswagen beetle as a unit of measurement and uh -huh. this is gonna this made torch very happy happy enough to pen the article titled coverage of the chinese rocket that's crashing back to earth gives me <laughs> hope that the vw beetle is still a universal unit of measurement I like how I really honed in on what the important part of this news story was. <laughs> it's not the rocket. It's not the rocket crashing to earth uncontrolled. It's the fact that in one article, somebody used the beetle as a unit of measurement, which I was excited to see because 
I feel like this was a standard and I was afraid maybe it was fading out of the public consciousness, but the fact that it showed up again gave me hope. Like, no, there are, it's, it's even- But it really does make sense. Because yeah. I mean, everybody knows the size and shape, to your point, they didn't change for all those years. Not from 30, uh, 1938 to 2003, it was the same size. And they made 21 million of them. So everybody around the world has encountered one at some point and you get an idea of the size. And it's a good like spherical kind of, you understand the volume that's in there. I mean, I, yeah. I, I completely agree. It is true. I mean, like a Model T, they made a lot of those too, but it's not, a, they came in different shapes, you know? Yeah. And, and, whereas the, the Beetle is just the same shape. Consistent, much, more yeah. or less. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's the kind of size where yeah, a friend of mine a few years back I love wrote this an article. Picture, by the way. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. They are wrote an, all the same. Is that the poster in your bathroom? I wish it was. <laughs> I mean, I can look at them and see the difference, and I can tell you just at a glance. Nineteen seventy-four, they used a Super Beetle just by looking at it real quick. Yeah, but um, rounded. Yeah, it's a little wider, but other than that, it's very clear. This is why this thing is a unit of measurement, and if you look at the like you can find so many references to it for things like whale hearts and you know the rovers on mars and sometimes they use it as a unit of weight or the interior size was compared to like how much room was in a, a gemini capsule like it's been used so often and why i was excited about this article is i felt like there was a gap where i hadn't seen it used as much and then boom article about something happening right today someone threw it back in so i'm thinking maybe maybe it's gonna stick no, no, i love how in the stuff. article david made you cite uh, more examples like like, like homework does. have you cited enough examples in your essay well because no, i wasn't convinced that it was like uh, <laughs> it, it turns out it like that is a very prevalent or was a very prevalent unit of, of measurement the size of a, of a of a volkswagen bug that was just a thing yeah. So you know, yeah, a bus and a bug. Those are two article. automotive units of measurement, I think. Yep. Right. The bus yeah. and the bug. Yeah. Is it big? Yeah. It's the size of the bus. Is it yep. small? It's a bug. Yep. Yeah. All we right. all agree. Okay. We should all make right, it we... official. Call your local congressman. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, the National Bureau of Standards to yeah one. We're not. VW. We're not going to the metric system. We're going to the. We're Americans. System. We don't believe in that shit. All right. Well, we didn't spill the tea like we promised, but that just Aww. means. Next episode, right. there's going to be a lot more tea between more Torch tea. and me. Tea everywhere. You're going to see how the sausage is made at the Autopian, and it's not always it's not always pretty. So, thanks again. Thank you all. all. Right. It's been fun. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Autopian podcast and our discussion about hot dogs. Uh, next episode, we're talking with Leonard from Darts about whale penises. Thank you.